Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Oh, we did jujitsu on it. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. I just spilled coffee all down my leg. That's no way to start the day. No, no. no way to start the day. Just like right down my pants. And if you don't get that the wash right away, it stains. Well, and you're wearing your usual spring outfit of your white Thomas Wolf suit. <laughs> That's right. Alive from Studio C. Si, senor. You know what it is. It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And hey, y'all, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The Curve. How bad is it going to get? Nobody's quite sure. Various I... estimates being revised downward. New York allegedly in a, in a full-on crisis. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt about that. Um, the, the, you know, there's so many numbers to look at, and they don't all match up right from various places. And then you've got your own personal experience, and I don't know, I don't have any idea of uh, what extrapolates out or not. But I know in my particular <laughs> life, of living in a rural area, then driving through a town of 60,000, then driving away to a town of uh, a urban area of a couple million. There was way more activity yesterday. And I don't know if it was because the weather had turned nicer or because I have been feeling all along there's going to be a point where people say, all right, that's it. I just can't be in the house any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been out and about anyway, but. Uh, there were way more people out and about yesterday riding bikes, walking dogs, riding horses out in the country than I had seen in weeks. All of a sudden, in one day. Now, maybe it was the weather. It had to be the weather, I would um, think. Man, you're not seeing that in various European capitals. We might talk about this during mailbag uh, a little more, but a gent sent us uh, links. He's got uh, kids who live in Italy, and he sent us links to this system of, it had to be a couple of dozen uh, live webcams in Italy, all of the big tourist spots, some of the most beautiful beaches, these quaint, beautiful old fishing villages, the rest of it all have webcams. And the, I was looking at St. Mark's Square there in Venice, and uh, I thought, no, this thing isn't working. It's a still shot. There's absolutely nobody there. Mm. I'm not a human being. And I thought, no, this isn't working. And then a pigeon flew across. I was like, oh, it is working. Hmm. There ain't nobody on the streets of Italy. It's amazing. And uh, I suppose we should mention this, even though we've been complaining about it all week. The fact that every single news outlet, including my very favorite news outlets, are talking about how we've surpassed China's number saddens my heart. Yeah. Every time I hear something like that. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. All you have to say is has surpassed the number claimed by the Chinese authorities. That's all you have to say. That lets your viewers, your listeners, your readers know China lies about everything. Surely you know that And since in America's newsrooms. Or does that make it sound less exciting and less likely to get clicks? That is that, that one. Um, and since <clears throat> it, the, the, the number out of China is made up, um, then there's no point in having the discussion. It doesn't mean anything. Your right. story, your premise is gone. Right. So then why are we even discussing it? It's like playing a Monopoly with a five-year-old who says, I have a million billion dollars! And then spending the whole game saying, I don't have a million billion dollars, I must be behind. No, that number is fanciful. 
We've wondered for years why these regimes lie like they do. I'll tell you why. The reason if you're a dictator, you call yourself the president, is because the rest of the world will refer to you as president. And the reason you put out various economic numbers is because the rest of the world will report them like they're real. And you put out these numbers about the virus, and people will report them as if you're just like the United States or, or Germany, even though everybody who d- d- knows anything about it knows it's not even close not even close to the right number, because right. none of the numbers they put out are the right, right number. I'm realizing now it was child abuse for my parents to teach me to tell the truth, so I'm going to begin now just claiming wild stuff all the time, just to see if it sticks. Why wouldn't I? Everybody else does. I've lost 20 pounds this week. Former Major Leaguer and Senator Joe Getty. <laughs> yeah, I served one term. I promised my constituents I'd only serve one term. of the world isn't going to go Wikipedia? Fine. So I saw that Peeps shut down production amid the the outbreak. A national tragedy. So we're going to have an Easter without Peeps. Mmm. I've never eaten a peep still, but I know they're a, they're a, fa- oh. a, fa- a favorite of many. Oh, my God. They look disgusting to me. Well, it's a sick enough. by any objective standard, they are disgusting. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're instant diabetes. I mean, they're just, they're, oh, my God. By any objective standard. No human being should ever take them in. And yet they're delicious. <laughs> uh, let's introduce everybody on the squad before we get going on a Friday. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. You know what he does? Presses buttons, flips toggles, pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. You know, my commute, anyway, there is nobody on the road at all when I'm driving. And so what's gone out the window, I've noticed, is that with the few cars that are out there, is the speed limits. I have people just shooting by me because, you know, the roads are not normally this empty. And so I know, as for myself, I looked down, and I was shocked because I saw things whirling by me, and I was doing Mm -hmm. 70, and I don't usually go this fast, and so it was just like... You don't usually drive 70? No. Wow. That's school zones for me. (laughs) You don't usually drive... super highways of America? You You don't? 70 is like getting out there for you. Uh, No. That's interesting. No, no I, tell the truth. That's now, fine. You're being no, no, ripped no, no, by my, the my, fellas, my and now you're changing way. your story. My, no, my this brother's is actually that a joke that fell flat. Oh, okay. oh, it's a, oh I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I was mocking. Yeah. See, again, it's a slice of your life. Um, uh, so I come in later than you do, but my traffic, I would say, if I had no idea what was going on, I would have been thinking, why is it so heavy on a Friday? It was wow. heavier than a normal Friday. I'm trying to get in and out of all the cars to get here. It's just, I mean, it was crazy. So I don't know if it's just a period of time where the, the essentials go to work. I have no idea. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well working the uh, the new music release desk today. Now, I know, Jack, you are aware that Bob Dylan released a, a new song. I just heard that he released a really long song. Yeah, are you are you aware of the length of the song? Did, uh, Joe, I don't believe you know. If I were no. to if I were to set the over under at eight and a half minutes, what would you <laughs> what would you take? Uh, some of his best songs are, are, are long like that. I'm well I'm betting st- the over. I still would have taken the under though oh, if yeah. I didn't know. What, what if I set it at thirteen and a half <laughs> minutes? Wait what, a minute. What, what would you <laughs> wait a minute? Would you take the over or the under? Uh, I gotta take the under there. Okay, wrong. Uh what, what what if I said it at 16 and a half minutes long? Would you take the over or the under? Right. How long is the best? It's a 17-minute song. Uh, it is called Murder Most Foul. It is about the JFK assassination. Finally. Now, he is claiming Timely. that he, he recorded this. Uh, this is this is a past recording that had gone unreleased. Sure. But from the sound of it, it doesn't sound like it was too long ago. Yeah. Um, uh, and 17 minutes, I feel like if we put our... our if we determine ourselves... 
during the course of this four-hour show, in small chunks, I think we can get through all 17 minutes <laughs> yeah, of it. I just don't know about that. Yeah, like 30, 30, 40 seconds at a time. How about yeah. a little bit later we we debut a little of that? Is that okay? Oh, I just can't wait. So we have plenty Ain't of time. nobody got time for no, that. I'd like to hear a little bit of that. Bob Dylan taking on the assassination. You know, Would you like to hear big... 17 minutes of it? Uh, Give me just, Do you have any of it? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, did you, did you do? Is this the beginning? This is the very beginning. Plus a dark day in Dallas. I'm already liking it. November 63. I'm already liking it. The day that will live on in infamy. Yeah, I like it a little less. He didn't President like it. Kennedy was a right line. Good day to be living and a good day to die. All right. Well, there's only sixteen huh. and a half more minutes to go, so we'll we got plenty wow. of that later. Wow. Well, and then they drove isolated. past Fourth Street, and then the car went past Third Street, and then as they got closer to Second Street, <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of room for detail in a seventeen minutes. Oh <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is Friday, March twenty seventh, the year twenty twenty. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Jackie was wearing a smart pink outfit with a tailored jacket with sleeves with wide buttons. The skirt, which matched, <laughs> was Johnson a medium length. Was wearing a dark colored suit. You know those kind of shoes they call wingtips. That's what he was wearing. Nobody's <laughs> sure why the, the tips don't have wings. It was a sunny day. Well, mostly sunny. There were some clouds. If you look toward the east, with a forty percent chance of showers <laughs> in Fort Worth. Oh boy! Still got fifteen minutes. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> really right get down then. to the detail. All right, then. The, the grassy knoll verse is four minutes long in itself. The lead car had three-quarters of a tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, let's begin the show now officially according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. Hi, folks. I want to bring you up to speed with something that's happening today, which is that I've developed mild symptoms of the coronavirus. That's to say a temperature and a, a persistent cough. And on the advice of the chief medical officer, I've taken a test that has come out positive. So there you go. Bojo, Boris Johnson, the biggest world leader in the world to yet test positive for the uh, the virus. Although that that is reported when people get it like it's um, lung cancer, like it's, you know, practically a death sentence. Right. Where I think the numbers most people are going with are 80 percent of people. It's mild. 80 mm-hmm. percent. So uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's delightful. It has some notes from around the world as people deal with this stuff. Fantastic. What is it's we doing? Quite a, surprising. What is it we do on a Friday? There's something that happens on a Friday. Oh, right, right, only right. Uh, clips of the week coming and up in moments. And they clips of the week. That's right. <laughs> and people listen because it's amusing. <laughs> so that's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Show. Gotta admit, I listened to music on the way in today. I didn't want any more news. So our goal is to slacker. Our goal is to not drive you to music. That's our goal. <laughs> That's a good goal. Yeah. Really? Twenty one pilots was my choice. Really like that. Band. Too many pilots for me. <laughs> Who's in charge? Nobody knows. 
And they don't have the balls to write a 17-minute-long song about JFK like Bob Dylan does. Correct. I love the old music. The old, well, the new music by old guys. That's what I love. Uh, we'll be playing chunks of Bob Dylan's new movie-length song throughout the show for you today. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Oh, we're so busy. But right now, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Guys, we made it to the end of week one in self-quarantine. So far, our spirits are high and our wine supply is low. Coronavirus! It's the great equalizer. Colleagues on the other side, continuing to dicker. I think we all know that it's, it's, the, it's the celebrities that we count on most. They're the ones who are going to get us through this. <laughs> there is, in fact... Good news, we've turned the corner on testing. We've now done more testing in the last eight days than Korea has done in, the, in eight weeks. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, you're supposed to cough into your elbow. I don't know, sir. It looks like a four-marble ray. Oh, we've had, a, we've had an accident, and now the turquoise ball is behind. We, the people, we hold these truths, etc. God rose him from the dead. On a holiday we now call Easter. Not a lot of people know that, but it's it's called Easter. If you see something, say something. Not like the old 9-11 days, but go up to somebody and actually say something. Oh. Coronavirus! It's the great equalizer. <laughs> that was one of the best cows we've ever had. That was a delicious cow. That well was marbled. Good. Yeah, loved it. Mailbag. <clears throat> Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day from Thomas Sowell all week and probably all next week, too, because I love him. Uh, And I I went with this one because Bernie is making the rounds. He was asked on Nakedly Progressive Radio whether he hopes that this giant relief package will fundamentally change the way people think of the government in their lives. And he said, I certainly hope so. And he is not ending his campaign. He's standing up for his ideas. So, in that light, Thomas Sowell said, How a man who holds the entire population of a country as his prisoners and punishes the families of those who escape can be admired by people who call themselves liberals is one of the many wonders of the human mind's ability to rationalize. Yet such is the case with Fidel Castro. And who said that? Thomas Sowell. Um, That's really good. Yeah. I mean, seriously, for those not old enough or not aware enough, if you dare to escape from Cuba, your family would be punished. This is the man so admired by Bernie. But you could uh, you could substitute a lot of names for Castro in there. Sure. Yeah. Over the years. Oh, yeah. Oh, Joe, wanted to send along a few musings I've had recently. Uh, this is a note from Lance. It includes a, a term that is definitely PG-13, so if you're of a sensitive sensibility, I suggest you, uh, I don't know, do something else for 12 seconds. Put in your 21 pilot CD. Don't do that! Uh, a few musings. One, aren't we actually practicing anti-social distancing? Two, isn't it ironic that hoarders are stockpiling ass wipes? <laughs> It's pretty good. Hmm. That is pretty good. Yep, yep. Uh, when my wife handed our daughter a couple of rolls of toilet paper the other day, she said, toilet paper, white gold. <laughs> <laughs> I told that's her she should funny. copyright that <laughs> yeah, immediately. That's funny. Hang in there, Lance. You hang in there, Lance. That's funny. Thanks, brother. 
Uh, we're talking about baseball and what Major League Baseball should do if indeed they can squeeze in a season. We thought the idea of a uh, a 36-game uh, tournament, essentially, it's brilliant. Let's all just assume that our favorite team is would be 1-0 and after uh, opening day yesterday. Right, exactly. Larry says, baseball tournament in summer? Yes, July madness. I love the idea. Any of you, you purists who uh, start to even speak about it, go go talk to each other. <laughs> I have a pretty, uh, I have it on pretty good authority that one of the problems is Major League Baseball takes itself so seriously with the records and the uh, you oh, know, no, the no, 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 no. Wait a second. Well, somebody gets. How would we compare? No. Somebody bats four fifty in a thirty-two no. game tournament. How does oh, that rank up against? Oh, wait a second. Post 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 steroid era and post banging on trash. Can Houston Astros era? Right. You can't make any argument about the purity of records. Come on now. Major League Baseball, listen to me. I am a major radio personality and a huge baseball fan. You are a TV show. You're a game. You're entertainment. I get the tradition stuff, but you would turn people on to baseball and get them so excited it would do wonders for your game. Plus, you ruined... Take off your stuffed shirt and have some fun. You ruined all the best records by allowing the steroid era when you all knew it was happening. So don't pretend that that matters. Come on now. Right. Here, here. Let's see that tournament whenever it can get started. I mean, obviously, if the the season starts in a month, you're not going to do that, but... Even the New York Times, what they said about the $2 trillion stimulus should scare you. If this is what the New York Times says, what are the right-winging or leaning people going to say about it? Bunch of stuff on the way. I hope you can stay with us. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, we did jujitsu on it, that it went from a corporate first uh, proposal that the Republicans put forth in the Senate uh, to a workers first, uh, Democratic workers first legislation. That is an outright lie. The fundamental portions of this bill has not changed since Sunday. I hope she didn't lie on her birthday. Nancy oh, Pelosi turned happy 80th. She turned 80 yesterday. Um, uh, Yay, great grandma. So that's what politicians do. But the New York Times view of the stimulus package in a second. A couple of things you should know. A new bull market has begun. The Dow has rallied more than 20% since its low three days ago, ending the shortest bear market in U.S. history. Because <laughs> mm. we all know what happens today is what will continue exactly. to happen forever. Exactly. Right. Uh, I call bull crap on the bull market. What kind of a headline is that? I know. It's so silly. And it's in the Wall Street Journal, which is a newspaper for smart people. Huh. I mean, technically they're right, but... Up 20% or more, right? So, but, but come on, yeah. 1933, there was a huge market rally in the middle of the uh, Depression. Therefore, it is over. <laughs> Lasted about a, a couple of uh, a cup of bootleg hooch. So a couple other numbers for you. Uh, we uh, we now have, as of uh, the end of the day yesterday, 85,840 confirmed cases. We win! The main thing being that's a 24.5% increase from the day before. Those are real numbers. And then the deaths. Now, the trouble with that is, you know, you don't have any idea how many cases are out there. That's just people we tested. The death numbers, I think, are pretty accurate. Uh, 1,296 now. That's a 25% increase from the day before. We keep going with increases like that. Mm-hmm. 25 to 30 to 40%. That's a, 
It's going to get everybody's attention. Uh, the mortality rate currently is about 1.5. Again, it's difficult to calculate that because you don't actually know how many people have it. And by difficult, you mean completely impossible. Right. That That's probably more accurate. Um, I mean, in fact, the very notion of calculating something without a denominator sure. is uh, absurd. I think most experts think it's lower than that, though. And again, those Stanford researchers in the Wall Street Journal think it's down around where the flu is, but we'll know over time. Hey, to the topic of the Chinese numbers, we just got this note from Phoenix Steve, frequent correspondent, intelligent man. He says, gents, China Mobile has reported a net loss of 7 million subscribers in the last month. Uh, It's reported that a total of 21 million subscribers uh, have been lost to all Chinese phone companies. Not to say all these losses are the result of deaths, but it's very interesting. Yeah. Who knows? I've been trying to dig up the exact quote because I'd heard it uh, before the coronavirus. I was listening to a podcast about China with the leading Chinese expert from AEI, the American Enterprise Institute. And he studies China. That's what he does for a living. And he said, when it comes to numbers out of China, you immediately double or have anything they give you. And then you go from there. And then oftentimes it's many multiples mm-hmm. of, of that, the, the truth. And you have right. to figure it out other ways. They give you an EQ. And this is the way that very number you just gave is the way they figure things out. Like they'll claim something went up. Okay. Then you go to producers in Europe who send them the material for that and find out that it's actually down. And you, you, you interest. That, that's how you come up with numbers. Yeah. Yeah. But. Donald Trump don't trust China. He shouldn't. Economic detective work. That sounds interesting. If they were ever going to exaggerate about something more than a multiple of two, it would be this. Because sure. the whole world was blaming him for this. And people are talking about sending him a bill. So it could be so wildly different than the numbers that they put out. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, the coronavirus response is becoming less partisan, according to a new poll. Eight in ten people now agree that staying home is essential to slowing the spread of coronavirus. A large majority of Democrats and Republicans now say that local officials locking down their communities um, would not make them less likely to support them in the future. And I just saw a number that 90% of people say they're practicing some sort of social distancing. Again, the, the, the other 10% would be that 4% that don't care, and then the other like 3 4% that don't know this is going on. Totally unaware. I find so damned amusing. Uh, I'd like to spend a day in their world. The what now? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you're of a certain age, Curly Neal of the Globetrotters died yesterday at the age of 77. Oh, the great Curly. Not of Corona. Made every kid uh, of a certain generation practice dribbling out in their uh, their driveway. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. Um, and now to the New York Times taking a look at the um, the $2 trillion uh, package that is going to officially pass today. It's a, a rubber stamp deal. Nobody's doubting it whatsoever. Headline in the New York Times was, the stimulus package will fundamentally transform the government. The $2 trillion aid package is expected to save jobs and bail out companies, but it reorders the relationship between government and private industry. Then they quote a um, a guy who teaches at the School of Business of Michigan, which is one of your most respected uh, business schools in America. We went to bed as America and woke up the next morning looking like social democratic Europe, uh, says Eric Gordon, professor at uh, Michigan. I know his work. He's good. We've made fun of Europe propping up their failing steel companies and car companies, and when push comes to shove, we're going to outdo them. And then finally in the New York Times, and again, this is the New York Times. What do, what, what do people who don't like this sort of thing saying about it? This is going to be hard to unravel, said the professor. Industries that are propped up stay propped up for a long time. Oh. That's a heck of a conclusion right there. Oh. 
fundamentally transform, and he's saying it's going to stay that way for a long time, the relationship between government and business. And the irony that it's a virus from a commie country is just too much for yeah, me. no kidding. And you it makes know? you become more communist? Oh, my God. It's, yeah. It is the communist virus, literally. Shut up! Centuries of trying to stave off government oppression and the freaking microscopic bug with... Dang it! Hanson, you ever tried to dribble basketball like Curly Neal of the Globetrotters? Of course you did. Oh, please. Who didn't go out there and try to do that? Great entertainer, charming man, too. Fantastic. Yeah. A couple of notes from around the world. First of all, thanks to uh, Mark uh, from Uganda. Who, who he lives in Uganda. He's actually back in uh, part time. He's back in California safely. Uh, he sent us a video that I think he took near downtown Kampala, Uganda, how they're practicing social distancing. It involves the police with machine guns blowing whistles and squeezing off in the air and people running to their homes in terror. Hmm. That's how they clear the streets. So if you think Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles is over the top, well, yeah, try it Uganda style. Yeah. Oh, boy. Also, uh, we posted the link to those webcams of Italy, some of the most beautiful spots, the historic spots on Earth, just empty. Um, but it's kind of a nice way to take a virtual vacation and honestly, and look at various beautiful spots, uh, around Italy. Final thing that we're working to post at armstrongandgetty.com. Give us what? 10 minutes, Hanson, you think? Yeah. 10 minutes. This is, I, I retweeted this. It is fascinating. It is wonderful. And it is terrible. Technology exists. And this is a video you can watch of you can see any turned on mobile device as a signal. Now it's, it's anonymized. Nobody knows whose mobile device. There's no codes or anything. It's just, look, there's a mobile device. It's a little light. And you can zoom in on, uh, for instance, a beach in Florida, a single beach. And this guy did this with his analysis tools. And it shows the glow of thousands of cell phones that were on that one beach. And you kind of circle it with a highlighter thing. And then you can track those signals across time. Now, yes, they can do that to you. Wow. And if they can, they are. Wow. But putting aside the libertarian concerns for a moment and just being fascinated by the science, they did that. They followed all those signals from that one beach at that one moment where they went over the next week, I think, or two weeks and they spread out all over the eastern United States. Wow. Those people on that beach trading the coronavirus back and forth, perhaps, spread out all over the country, primarily the eastern, you know, half of the country. Hmm. But it's it's the most amazing thing technologically. Again, it's a little scary. It's beautiful in a way. Um, and it really makes you think. And we'll have that at armstrongandgetty.com within the 10 minutes. I really encourage you to That's watch gotta it. That's got to be a, a product of the modern world, not the cell phone part, but the way people travel. i got to believe sure. for much of the country, you go back, I don't know, maybe even just 50 years or so. Most counties, you wouldn't have people. Most people in most counties never left the county, i got to believe, not that long ago. Right. Let alone spreading out all over the country. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, there are, there are wonderful, uh, you know, aspects to that, obviously. There are incredibly profitable aspects to that freedom of movement. But if uh, they develop some horrendous disease in China, well, <laughs> there are some downsides to it.
On Everybody the, can go uh, everywhere all the time. Yeah, on the social distancing thing, um, I was at the pet store yesterday getting crickets for the gecko. And pet stores are open. They're deemed essential. And the pet store was pretty busy. I would say it was like a normal day at the pet store. Um, but most people stand good and far back as you're waiting in line at the, the checkout stand. But yeah. there, are, there are other people that just... It's not on their mind at all. Crawl They're, right up on you. They stand right next to you just like in uh, normal times. Hey, back off, Dizzy. And I think to myself, you're you're one of the 3%, aren't you? Or the you're either the 4% that don't care or the 3% that are unaware this is going on. Yeah. I almost wanted to ask them. So have you heard of the whole uh, corona thing? I, I'll tell you this. I stuck my hand out a couple of times yesterday for a handshake. Oh, just you're to, one of those people. You no, haven't even heard of it. What the, what, the people? what now? Yeah. What? The what? I would ask you. No, have you heard a, of the coronavirus? moment the virus am i <laughs> like a can you say computer virus no Corona no i just virus. i would i wasn't thinking i'm so sorry i'm so, so sorry you think that might be what they were doing they just wasn't on their mind it could be God, i'm sure know. on my mind i don't know and i'm not a germaphobe but the fact that the person standing right next to me i just and i wasn't gonna like tell him to move back or i wasn't scared i just wanted to ask him so are you I just want to know, are you in the category of people that don't think it's important, or you don't have any idea what's going on? Right, right. You know, I just had this terrible temptation take hold of my body. I want to do this so bad. You live in a very snowflakey, progressive college town. Mm -hmm. I want so badly, getting back to why you were at the store, to start some sort of movement to ban the sale of live animals to be eaten by other live animals because that is so cruel. I mean, that's it's it, it's Cricket inexcusable crickets. to sell crickets to be consumed alive. Can you imagine their, their terror? Their terror is the gecko chews them apart alive. I'm going to start some sort of movement and see if I can get that banned just to see how, <laughs> how soft-headed the city fathers really are. And then I went to In-N-Out to get a burger and a long line at the In-N-Out. Very crowded. There. Nobody's going to stand up for mealworms, by the way, because they're very gross. And uh, some of the In-N-Out employees, they get really close to your window, too. So they got to figure out, though, a lot of these places where you pay and they kind of stick out their thing and you put your card in. Yeah. So they're not touching you. You're not touching them. And you pull your card out and you're out. See. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. still have 16 and a half minutes to go of the Bob Dylan song. And I feel like you guys aren't taking this seriously. Maybe when enough. we come back, we should get a little of that in because he released a 17 minute song and we want to try to get through it in four hours. <laughs> All right. Yeah. When we come back, 30 more seconds. In fact, why don't we rejoin the next segment with 30 more seconds of the epic new Bob Dylan song, which everybody was waiting for? Oh, yeah. Finally. Uh, our text line What's going on with you? 415 295 KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. It led to the slaughter like a sacrificial lamb. You see, wait a minute, boys. You know who I am. Of course we do. We know who you are. Then they blew off his head while he was still in the car. Oh, Shimony! Wow. Hey, Bob. You gotta like. Wow. Shut down what with is... a dog in broad daylight. Was he get was into a matter the, of time and in the time and was right. Did he get into the mob and the you nightclub got, owner and okay, so Jack that, Ruby? And all right, 16 minutes left. That's the new Bob Dylan song about the assassination of uh, John F. Kennedy, and it's a 17-minute song. 
It was recorded, a, I don't know when it was recorded, but it was just released with Bob's approval. It's not like a, a basement tape that leaked out or something. Right. But. 90% of songs that were unreleased were unreleased because they weren't good enough to release. Sure, I know who you are, and they blew off his head as he sat in the car. Oh, boy. It's a little abrupt Hello. there. Yeah. Especially in a 17-minute song, I thought we'd and get to the... it's a lazy rhyme. I thought we'd get to the, the major moment in the story a little later in the 17 minutes. Well, he gets into the investigation and does he? succession, talks the early the, days of the Johnson administration. Scorsese film about it. He talks yeah. about all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And then there's a Seinfeld episode where they say, back and to the left. <laughs> it seemed kind of lighthearted, but I admit I laughed. <laughs> Oh, I believe it was Keith Hernandez. We're gonna... It was a Met who hit 305 in his finest year, 1975. <laughs> We're going to try to get through the 17-minute Bob Dylan song throughout the show today. That's part of our goal. 30 seconds at a time. Exactly. <laughs> so a former staffer for Joe Biden has accused him of sexually assaulting her in 1993. Uh-oh. Uh, doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean it happened. Doesn't mean it didn't. But um, uh, Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything. What are you, Harvey Weinstein? That's horrible. Mm. Matt Lauer, you got a one-button sex dungeon? What's the matter with you? It doesn't mean anything. Poor woman. We have to believe the victim. It means more needs to be looked into, mm. I suppose. But it's it doesn't... Sexually assaulted It doesn't on the face of it mean anything. What, um, and as usual, we hate that term. Does that mean he patted her on the butt right. or forcibly raped her? Right. And uh, if you're going to have this sort of thing burble up, now's probably a good time for it. As uh, not a lot of people paying attention to anything but the old coronavirus. Uh, you want me to read what uh, what she's claiming? Yeah, that interested or not? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Having asked the question, sure. According to this woman, hers, whose last name is Reed R E A D E, she was a staff assistant for Joe Biden in 1993 when she claims he digitally raped her. Oh lord! She told part of her story in 2019 when Lucy Flores wrote about the inappropriate way Biden smelled her hair and kissed the top of her head. We've been through. <laughs> That whole thing, and he apologized for all that sort of stuff. He's a sniffer. At that same time, several other women came forward to say that Biden had touched them in ways that made them uncomfortable, including Reed, who said that Biden used used to put his hands on her shoulders and run his fingers up and down her neck. He does that sort of thing. Uh, now she has detailed what she says is the entirety of your experience. Uh, I I got to admit, and I you know this goes down the road of not believing the women. So you told the stories in the past about him rubbing your hair and uh, rubbing his fingers up and down your neck, but you left out the worst part for yeah. some reason? Yeah. Okay. Uh, according to Reed, Biden pressed her up against a wall and digitally penetrated her without her consent. It happened all at once, and then his hands were on me and underneath my clothes, she says. She also remembers him asking, do you want to go somewhere else? And then when she had pulled him away, come on, man, I heard you liked me. Reed said that everything shattered in that moment and that his claim that he thought she liked him made her feel like she had done this somehow. I looked up to him. He was my father's age. He was the champion of women's rights in my eyes. I wanted to be a senator. Uh, I didn't want to sleep with one. Mm. So, anyway, that claim is out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there are various claims against uh, Donald J. as well. I just oh, I yeah. think it'll oh, yeah. be yeah, yeah, yeah. discussed briefly and go away. That would be my guess. And if it actually happened, that's a, that's a shame, but... Uh... I don't know what to do. I hate to admit this. I, I can't decide if I'm ashamed of myself or just uh, disconcerted. Uh, but I heard Bernie talking about the campaign today. A couple of buddies were talking about it yesterday, and I was interested. Really? Yeah. Just Maybe you got the corona. Your mind isn't working right. <laughs> that would explain You've it. You've got a uh, fever of some sort. Yeah. What's uh, Where's that, that clip about... Um, 
I'm using a lot of soap. That's a good thing to know. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Bernard Sanders. Can, can I? Can, may I? Can, not can I. You, of course you can, Joe. Why may, is that clip so funny? I don't know why. It's, it's beautiful. May I please hear clip 39, Mr. Sean? So you got to ask the question, unlikely as it sounds, could Biden be replaced? No, the rules as we understand them would make that pretty tough. They might not even allow it. Doesn't mean it won't happen. Some Democrats are already discussing replacing Joe Biden with the obvious choice, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who's risen to fame and wide acclaim, if we're being honest, on his response to coronavirus. Now, keep in mind, whenever you're discussing a political party or a convention or whatever, and people say, the rules say, according to the rules, one of the rules is you can change the rules anytime you want. Right. It's your party. It's just it's, it's, it's like if you were throwing your own party. I, I, I said I was going to end it at 11. I've decided to end it at 1030. It's over now. Right. You people bore me. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that with your party. The Democrats and Republicans can do it with their party. Well, as I was going to say if, but as it becomes increasingly clear that Joe Biden just doesn't have it anymore. I think he's 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 aged in the last six months. But wow, as it becomes more clear. Is that a thing? And, and, and Bernie says, well, then, then clearly I should be the nominee. The power brokers are going to say, actually, Bertie, we're willing to do anything, absolutely anything. Chuck any principal, offend any voter, anything to keep you from being the nominee. Hey, uh, Cuomo, get over here. That is my prediction. I will stand by it till the moment I realize it's wrong. Uh, We've got some of uh, Obama's old uh, crowd talking about Biden, what he should or shouldn't do. Maybe we'll get to that at some point in the show. It's pretty interesting. Armstrong and Getty. 